Hello, I'm Rochelle Humes and welcome to the My Little Coco podcast. Every child is completely different and what they want and need is never the same. As parents trying to work, sort out the house, do the best job we can in bringing up our children, I know too well just how overwhelming that can be. In this podcast, I'm going to be speaking to my guests about their parenting journeys, what they've learned along the way and what they still need to figure out. We'll be talking about the challenges we now face as parents in the digital age, whether our upbringings have impacted our parenting styles and how to balance your career with parenthood. Before I introduce my guest, I just want to say a huge thank you to Boots Parenting Club for sponsoring this series. As most of you know, My Little Coco is stocked exclusively at Boots and as a little treat for everyone, they're offering 15% off of My Little Coco products online, excluding the 26th to the 29th of November. You just need to use the code MYLITTLECOCO15 at checkout. Right, let's start the show. Well, what a treat it is to be joined by my guest today. Born in Essex, she was a regular on TOWIE before she came a mum to her one-year-old Cree and stepmother to Lorenz, Tate and Tia. Married to former England footballer Rhea Ferdinand, my guest today is the wonderful Kate Ferdinand. I know that Kate had a C-section with her son Cree during lockdown last year. And having had three myself, I know what a sort of weird time that is, how confusing and distressing it can be. So I'm keen to talk about her experience and also the guilt that sometimes surrounds caesareans and whether she felt that and I guess whether she still is. So here's Kate Ferdinand on the My Little Coco podcast. So, Kate, like me, you had a pregnancy, well, your very first pregnancy, actually, in the middle of a global pandemic, gave birth during that lockdown time, which, you know, is far from ideal for anybody. And so many women have been through that. What was that experience like for you? You know what, it actually, well, I don't know any difference. I've got stepchildren, but this Mm -hmm. is my first biological child. So I, it wasn't too bad. I mean, I was a bit antisocial when I was pregnant. So I didn't have to make any excuses because (laughs) we're in a pandemic. Sorry, we're isolating. (laughs) So I just, the only thing that I struggled with was, you know, the kids were off school for so long and I was trying to hide the pregnancy at the beginning. And they're like, Kate, why are you on the sofa? Why aren't you eating lunch? You know, I'd gone off of everything. But apart from that, I quite enjoyed not having to see lots of people and have yeah. lots of events to go to. Yeah, and I know, I know, I know totally what you mean. And I think that sort of homeschool period, feeling sick—that's one thing I really won't miss about 2020. Same. <laughs> feeling so ill and just sort of—and I remember it being really hot and trying to pretend I was normal in front of two kids that you're now teachers for, as well as parents. I mean, that was. That was a really interesting period of time. It was crazy. It? When I look back, <laughs> I, know. I don't know how I got through it when I think about it. Yeah. It's hard trying. Well, our kids are quite grown up. They're 15, mm-hmm. 13 and 10. And you can't hide much from them because they no. sort of know what's going on. Yeah. So when you're tired and you want a little nap, you know, if they're at school and you get a little break, none of that. It was full on. Yeah. Very full and on. I suppose at that age, they sort of know the difference in behaviour. Like if you're normally on the go, whatever, and then all of a sudden they're like, is she all right? She's I've definitely she's had got, a nap every day this week. <laughs> she's got very lazy all of a sudden. <laughs> so how did you find, how did you find birth? 
because I know we've spoke about this, haven't we, yeah. on Instagram? And we both had cesareans, which I'm not sure about you, but for me, that wasn't part of my birth plan. I really thought I was going to be this earth mum. I'd worked out throughout my pregnancy and thought I was going to be... I don't know why I put the pressure on myself, actually. I sort of created this weird birth plan that I thought I was going to... I'm not going to take pain relief. The next thing you know... You're my, crazy. Let me just interrupt know, you there. No, I know. Trust me, I learned. <laughs> I learned the hard way because I put this weird pressure on myself and then it went the opposite way anyway and then I had a, a caesarean. So what was that like for you? Was it an emergency caesarean? Was it a shock? Yeah, to be honest, I was quite relaxed in my pregnancy about the birth. which is very unlike me because I worry and panic Mm -hmm. about everything and I try to pre-plan everything. Um, I was quite relaxed, went into labour, you know, it was time to start pushing. I went, I said, excuse me, how long does it normally take? And she said, an hour and a half. I went, Ria, it'll be out in half an hour. I don't worry about it. (laughs) That was the biggest mistake I made by saying that. Um, So I ended up having an emergency caesarean and I think it just... I was doing really well until then. I think mm-hmm. I just went into a complete state of shock. Yeah. Because his heartbeat stopped and it was all just really quick. You know, the forms come in. I, I didn't understand what was going on. And I think I was in a complete, I was in a really big state of shock. Mm, mm, you must have been in a daze. Yeah, I was a bit traumatised, to be honest, because mm-hmm. I just wasn't, didn't really know what was going on. I'd had an epidural. I said, Gifts give me all the pain relief mm-hmm. I can <laughs> because <laughs> I was, I had a full labour anyway. Um, and, yeah, I was shocked. It wasn't the experience I expected, but then I didn't really plan it. I just thought I'd push the baby out and it would be okay. I didn't really it. know what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I remember the baby being put on my chest and I was, there's a video, it's quite funny <laughs> to look back at now. And I was silent and Rio goes, oh, isn't he lovely? <laughs> and I was just like, I think I was just in complete shock. Yeah. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't expect it. You don't know, it. it's the unknown. You don't know how you're going to react. And I remember I was quite young when, I was 23 when I was pregnant with Alaya and none, I, I was the first out of my little group of friends to ha- to have a baby and it's quite a sort of, it's a it's an isolating time anyway without a pandemic <laughs> and I think it's, you, you, it's just the unknown. You don't know what to expect and you don't know how you're going to react until you're in that situation and it might be that instantly you're like, oh, this is everything I knew it was supposed to be or it might be that it takes you a little while to get there did you instantly feel that oh this is the love that I've been waiting for or were you a little bit like oh okay I've got this baby now and they're crying and what do I do and was was that was that a time that you really had to sort of get used to so when when I was in labor I said to the doctor I don't think I'm gonna love him like how I don't I wasn't everyone was saying to me are you excited to have the baby and I was like no, is that yeah. weird? Like I yeah. felt like I was really strange. But the minute he was with me, I did for instantly yeah. love. But I was still in shock and yeah. I was had a full birth, like I said, and it didn't really, you know, I couldn't move. I had really bad bruising. So I was suffered with quite a lot of guilt. Mm-hmm. I felt terrible that I couldn't get up and change the baby and that Rio was doing a lot. And I was really sort of down about that. I think I might have had a little bit of postnatal depression. Yeah, 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 yeah. well, likely and exhausted. Yeah. And let's not forget you've got three children as well as a brand new baby and I think the world doesn't stop when you when you give birth and I think you sort of think you're going to just be in this bubble for a period of time which is lovely you're in that love bubble but there's other kids with other needs and you know I remember finding that really overwhelming this time and I'd really given breastfeeding a good go and I didn't do that before and I kind of I don't know why I think in my mind I think 
I thought this was going to be my last pregnancy. So I was like, I really want to really try and make breastfeeding work. So that was sort of another added pressure that I'd put on myself stupidly. Um, And it did. And I was happy. I breastfed Blake for three months. But I remember thinking, but hang on a minute. Eli's now gone back to school because it was in that period of time where they actually went back for um, a while. And now I've forgotten her PE kit and now I feel terrible. And now I've got the mum guilt. I think mum guilt seems to be a thing that we all suffer. And I think that does actually happen instantly, doesn't it? Yeah, instantly. I think Cree was born on the 16th and I don't think I got home until the 21st of December. So it's like four days until Christmas. Yeah. Wow. And I was just panicking about Christmas. I couldn't really move very well. I couldn't look after Cree properly. I needed mm-hmm. help. And it's Christmas. It's I'm normally running around the house, singing Christmas songs, yeah. you know, making it Christmassy. But I can't really move. So I've had a lot of guilt for the big kids that I wasn't, you know, being what I should be to them and I got I was upset a lot about that to be yeah, honest with you yeah and again it's exactly the same thing we keep going back to the pressure that we put on ourselves yeah. as mums and as parents is is some because we're all just trying to sort of fumble our way through this and love them and give them what they need but you do give yourself a level of I suppose sometimes of like expectation yeah of course I think I always set the bar far too high for myself <laughs> yeah and then when I don't meet it, I feel like I haven't done good enough. I think yes. we're we're all like that. Yeah. But being a mum, you just wing it. You are literally just winging it and hope for the best. Yeah. And we all do parent differently. And I think that's one thing that I learned really, really quickly. And I, I remember feeling, well, being made to feel, actually, I didn't actually think it was a problem. I'd had, as I said before, I'd put pressure on myself about, you know, I thought I was going to have a natural birth and I just thought that was what I was supposed to do like I'd seen in a film (laughs) and it didn't happen that way but that was fine I was okay with that but what I wasn't ready for was the sort of negative connotations that come with having a c-section I didn't know other and it's actually other women which is really sad had an opinion about them so much you know I've been in situations before where people said oh are you too posh to push are you and and I remember feeling really really offended and almost like a little bit like I'd failed, like I couldn't do it properly. It's kind of weird to say, and I'm, I'm noticing more online and stuff and people talking, people being open about the way they have, they've delivered. And, you know, people sort of saying, oh, I had a natural birth. And someone else said, well, no, you had a, you, you had, you had a vaginal birth. Yeah. You know, what I did was still natural. I brought my baby into the world. It just didn't go the way that I thought. Have you faced any sort of negative, you know, it might even be friends, people not even knowing how they might make you feel. I think there's so much judgment. I think everyone thinks a C-section is the easy way out. Yeah. You don't have to, you know, push. Push. But, but you did. But you, I did. You I did. did. I had fun. I don't know. Yeah. But I think it's it's hard work. It's, it's abdominal surgery. If you went in for surgery on your stomach, you'd be expected to rest for, you know, two or three yes. weeks. But when you've had a baby, people think it's, it's different for some reason. <laughs> and that's something I even had to get my head around because I... Couldn't understand why I couldn't get up and do certain things. Mm-hmm. But you've had a large stomach surgery. Yeah. You have to relax. If it was anything else, if it was an organ we'd had removed. Yeah. <laughs> but you know they take all of that out. I didn't know this. Yeah, yeah go for I think it's four or five layers, I all, think, of yeah. your stomach, which when I think about it makes it make, me feel a little bit weird. It does make me feel weird. But yeah, I think there is a lot of judgment. But that's why I think it's really important to be open and honest on social yes. media. That's one of the things I struggle with, that... You know, not, I looked at other people after having... I, I had the baby and I thought I was in a bit of a terrible state, to be mm-hmm. honest. I was looking at people and then everyone was just 
You know, I remember seeing someone who was in leather trousers with this newborn baby, and I was thinking, I have been in my pajamas for six weeks, oh and I haven't left the yeah. house, and I just, I can't come to Instagram and put on my best outfit and act like I've been looking immaculate for the last six weeks because I haven't. And I can't even fit into my best outfit <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah, exactly that. <laughs> um, and I just thought there must be other. I'm not alone. There must be other people yeah. that look like me, but yeah. they just don't share it. Mm-hmm. So I just. I said to Rhea, I think I'm going to put a picture up in these big black knickers. And yeah. he was like, are you sure you want to? And I did. And I felt this like relief, like as if I could relax, that I'm not having to live up to everyone's perception. I'm not having to keep what... up with yeah. everybody. I'm just saying, guys, I'm here and I'm actually not finding this as easy as everyone else seems to be finding yeah. it. But it, it sh- when you do do that, you realise that everyone else isn't finding it easy. Absolutely. Just not everyone shows the reality. Yeah, yeah. And since doing that, I've sort of been, I feel a bit free. Like, do I, you? Yeah, I, I posted about my pigmentation the other day. Yeah. Um, And that was something I was really worried about. You know, scared to go out of no makeup. I still am a little bit. But I posted it and it just made me feel so much better. Yeah. That I don't have to live up to what people think this idea of perfection is. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think sometimes the idea of perfection is actually, like we've said a lot, is what you put on yourself. Yeah, it's so true. That there are so many people that would take comfort in the fact that you're doing that because they're like, goodness me. Actually, my friend called me and said, oh my goodness, do you know Do you know Kate Ferdinand? Because I, my my face looks exactly the same as hers without makeup. So do you know what I mean? It's actually, it's 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 crazy the sort of, can of worms that it will actually open and I feel like you feel very alone I felt alone like oh my god if anyone sees my face they're gonna think what the hell yeah and then thousands of people have got it and you feel oh it's not just me I'm not going through this alone and you have a beautiful face there's a lot of makeup on it it right now (laughs) with or without so I know that like you know as we were saying you're you're very you're very good and maybe that's you turning a corner after having Cree I definitely noticed that in following you that you've seemed to have really sort of embraced it and embraced saying do you know what guys this is me you know because we're all guilty of it sometimes we all just show the best version of our life on social media and I think my reason for that is you know I have I have time if I'm having a bad day I don't use it and that's the truth and I have so much respect because I think you can also get judged for not sharing everything you just get judged either way don't you (laughs) But because I, I think when I when something's gone wrong and, you know, like this morning it was chaotic in my house. I was just saying to you, wasn't I, that we're waiting for Blake to go to the number two and <laughs> he finally has, so we're, we're, it, everything's okay. But when I'm going through that, rather than sort of getting on my story and going, oh my goodness, I've had one of these, I'm just trying to deal with it. Yeah. So I actually just do forget. So I always admire people that are like... You know, when you see mums that take a picture with them, you know, themselves and they've got sick all over them and they're like, welcome to my world. I just wouldn't have thought to go there because my instant reaction is, oh my goodness, get this off me. I've got to do this. I've got to get the kids from school or whatever else it might be that I actually, I think, forget to be honest. And I, I, I take a nice picture and think, oh, I should upload that. But really, maybe I should have gone with the the two hours that hit before that nice it's, picture. It's so hard to share it, though, when you're in the middle of a madness. Yes. Like, you're trying to get your way out of it, yeah, aren't you? It's all going off and you're thinking, I can't get out of this. So the last thing you think to do is pick up your phone. And I'm really guilty of going out, getting dressed up and thinking, oh, I look good. I'm going to take a nice photo and put it on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. But if I don't feel good... I don't really want to take a photo. Yeah, 100%. There's definitely no pictures being taken of me when I don't feel <laughs> yeah. nice. You so, know. but I'm trying to balance that. That's something I struggle yeah. with a little bit. Like, I want to show all aspects of me. Yes. Because really, I don't have makeup on 24-7. In fact, most days I don't. Yeah. But then when I take a photo, I don't love it. So I think, yeah. oh, do and I, then you feel it makes nice, me nervous. And you feel nice when you do. And then that's when you remember to take a picture. Yeah. But I think, I think there's ways of doing it. I think you actually really, you do that really well. Because I, I feel like I know... I. You know, 
believe your truth and your story in your life but you also do love makeup and I, I follow you so I know that you like wearing nice things and <laughs> and that's also still a big part of you and something that you don't want to lose just because you're a mum. I feel like we can be both and I feel like mm-hmm. too often we're put into boxes like yeah you know oh, you're, you're glam or you're not or yes. you're this or you're not no we can be glam and rough on other days like we don't and yang babes yeah. um, and that's yeah it's not all perfect no it's not but you still don't want to have to lose your identity yeah and that's something I struggled with a little mm-hmm. bit I said this on social media you know I was looking at Rio and he was going to work and he was suited and booted and he was smelling fresh yeah. aftershave and I'm sitting there in these huge pregnancy um, PJs because they're just so comfy big black knickers I haven't washed my hair in days yeah. and he's looking all lovely and I thought What's happened I, yeah, to me? I like... so know that feeling. And and you know, you kind of think, I remember, I actually really remember that really well. And I remember Marv was, when I first had Alaya, and I, and because that, that first pregnancy, like you're just, you're not really prepared, are you? No. You sort of think you're going to have a baby and go back to normal because that's how it looks in the magazines <laughs> and on Instagram or wherever else. And I remember him, he was doing a gig with JLS and I remember I couldn't come and it was quite a big one because I literally just had a baby and there was no way I was going out of the house. I literally, as you said, hadn't changed my pyjamas in days. And it was, I think it was, it was the Queen's Jubilee or something like that. It was a big thing and everybody was going and I'd been invited to go to the palace and obviously I would have loved to have gone and had a little nose, (laughs) you know, but I, I just wasn't obviously in the right place. And I remember thinking, we've both made this baby together, you... I've just got out of the shower smelling so fresh. You're in this suit. You look unreal. <laughs> yeah. And then there's me. <laughs> I remember thinking, life just really isn't fair sometimes. And I remember he went to work and I just cried. because And I was on the phone to my mum thinking, he's going to have a lovely day today. And I want him to. I don't, not, you know, I'm not jealous, but I'm also at the same time very jealous. Yeah, that's know? exactly it. Yeah. I feel like every woman feels like this. Yeah. But you feel you shouldn't be because you've got this lovely baby that you adore and you know that you're mum and, you you know, that's a given. But at the same time, you're allowed to feel a little bit like you're, you're hard done by. I think there's such a different range of emotions that you go through mm-hmm. when you have a baby. Um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And I think everyone expects it to be perfect. And yeah. on social media, it always does look, you know, these newborn photo shoots and wow. But you don't see the sleepless nights, the yeah. sick, the poo. Yeah, the, exactly. The, just, the leaky boo. Yeah, the, like, everything. night sweats, whatever else is yeah, with there's it. There's so much that I think, because it was my first pregnancy, that I was not expecting 100%. After, after birth. I think yeah. everyone prepares you when you're pregnant for the baby coming. And then you sort of, the baby's here and you look at yourself and you think... This is a different person. This, this, you feel like a, diff- a different person yeah. in a different person's body altogether. Yeah. And it just takes a bit of adjustment. It, yeah, it does. And I think once you know that, like the second time I got it, I was like, I know I'm going to feel myself eventually yeah. and I understand. But that first time, I don't think there's anything in the world that can prepare you for that. There's really, crazy. really not. So when you say that you didn't know what to expect after, you know, after birth, after the cesarean, what, what, what do you mean by that? Oh gosh, there's just so many things. I think I was lying in the bed and I just looked down. And you see this massive scar, and you think, "Wow, wow. yeah, <laughs> am I going to be the same? Am I ever going? I'm never going to look the same ever again." Yeah. Like, and I couldn't move. I was really bruised, like 
they said I had the worst bruising that they've seen in their lives of being midwives. Goodness I, I don't know what happened, but I think I went through the natural, not natural, the vaginal birth, as you <laughs> said, and then the C-section. And also, I couldn't, like, I know this isn't very nice, but if your knickers fall down, I couldn't pick them up. Right, <laughs> And right. things like that, so I'd end up going, please, I've dropped my phone on the floor, I can't bend down, please, can someone help me? Yeah, yeah. And you feel really helpless. And what, what, what do they say the bruising was from? I don't, I'm going to be honest, they said, do you bruise easily? I said, I didn't know that I did, but my, both my legs were covered, my whole, I was, wow. co- I was black and blue. Wow. So I think that added to, you know, not being able to move easy because yeah. I was yeah, so course. bruised. So sore. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was just, you know, Tia, she was nine at the time, helping me with all these little things that I thought, this little girl shouldn't have to help me mm-hmm. with this, but she was so amazing. She probably loved helping you Yeah, as well. she did. And I'd help Tia and I'd be on the toilet be like, I can't. I've dropped my socks or yeah, I've dropped something. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a proper surgery. And mm-hmm. I think you don't you don't think about that. No, you don't because you're sort it's sort of drilled into us that it is the easy way out. Yeah. So you 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 do think that you've chosen the easy option. Yeah. But you haven't. And I'm all for C sections now. Yeah. I was sort Me of too. a bit, you know, worried about it. And maybe I was someone that might judge. But now mm-hmm. that I've been through it, I know it's not easy. Yeah. And I think whatever way you bring your baby into this world, if they're healthy and they're alive that's that's all that matters isn't it Mm, exactly at that point when I remember them saying you're going to have a c-section there's all paperwork and gowns going on I just thought I just don't even care like get just want want my baby baby. like is he going to be okay yeah yeah everything goes out the window yeah and I think it's probably and I suppose for Rio as well that must have been a real sort of oh my goodness what on earth's it, happening it was scary no he had the camera out he was taking photos <laughs> like I am um, even when I was pushing he, there's photos of him with like water spray but of himself like <laughs> and I just look back and I'm like are you sure this guy <laughs> is mental even when he then had the gown on he said he knew he was relaxed because he spoke to the doctor and she said listen well, you're in the right place it's going to be fine there's photos of him with his gown on. I'm yeah. just like, this guy is mental. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes that distraction is also what you need. Yeah. If, if he was running around and panicking and sort of, that would, when you don't know what to expect and your partner looks so fearful, then yeah. that, that's a really big worry. And that's, that would almost, I think, make it a lot more scary for you. Yeah, too. and I'm just so thankful that obviously we're in lockdown, but Rio could be there yes. with me. Because so many people didn't mm-hmm. have that. And I... I mean, they're amazing because I don't know how I'd cope without him in that no. situation, especially then going into surgery. Absolutely. There. And even when Cree was born, they told me to rest. I couldn't move properly. I don't know what I'd do without the help of my partner because yeah. I had to stay in hospital for like five yeah. days. Honestly, I have, you know, I've always respected my mum, but my mum raised us on her own. And I always, now obviously I've got a partner and I feel so fortunate my kids have a hands-on dad. But I think, Goodness me, like how she did this by herself, like working all the jobs under the sun and making it all work. I'm like, wow. wow. You know? My mum's a single mum as yeah. well. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy, it's, isn't they... it? You think, when I went, and I always feel guilty when I called and I'm like, oh my God, mum, I'm so stressed because Marv's out this week. And I think that was never even option, yeah. an option for my mum to have, you know, my dad out. That wasn't a thing. Something about mums, we just make it work. We have to. You just have to make it work, don't you? Absolutely that, absolutely that. So in terms of the C-section, there was a lot of things that, you know, I didn't know was going to happen. The, the, the Just the process of it. I didn't know I was going to have to have a blooming catheter. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, and you know, just all of those things afterwards. And I didn't really know. I knew that I was going to have a really sore tummy. I just, I, I knew that. 
But I just, in my mind, I thought that was going to be a small scar. I didn't know it'd be like walking would be a big deal for the first time and like getting to the toilet. And, you know, I remember I remember waiting to leave the hospital and they they, they didn't want me to leave until I'd been for a number one and a number two. <laughs> and that, that sort of moment where I felt Marvin was really helping me and I felt, and he was like showering me and stuff. And I thought, this is really... This our relationship has taken a real, you know, this this is a real turn here <laughs> for him. I'm like this. Is, I'm sure this is not what he signed up for. But no one sort of talks about the sort of gruesome truth afterwards. The like the fact that you you feel gross and you can't really wash yourself, and it is horrible. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is, isn't it? Yeah. No. Do you know what it is? It's that I'm quite, you know. What's the word? I like to, you know, Rio to see me in a nice way. And he doesn't yeah. see me. I am rough sometimes. But, like, you know, I wouldn't let him see me in certain states. Yes. And when I'm in this bed with everyone's like, bring your, what is it, your after labour outfit. I don't know what that is because I had the big hospital knickers yeah. on. Yeah. And I don't even think I had a, I was just, I was just wiped out. I couldn't walk. And that's a, that gown on. The and, ga- yeah. yeah. He, and it, it was just not a pretty sight. And I just saw him looking at me and I thought, he's going to divorce me. <laughs> he's going to divorce me. There's that moment in time that you just think, Oh my goodness. And I I remember being like afterwards and you lose a lot of blood Mm. and being like, I really need to go to the bathroom, but I can't really walk. I've not actually got off of this bed yet since, you know, that since they lift you back onto the bed because your whole bottom half is numb. But, and I, and I didn't really want to ask the midwife. And I remember Marv and I remember him sat and he must've heard the midwife and me talking and he was like, come on, I'm taking you to the, and he helped me get washed and I thought this really doesn't sit right with me and I was like I just can't I shut my eyes and just let it happen (laughs) this is just awful and he was so good about it and he was like Michelle you know we're married we're you know this this isn't a thing like stop freaking out about it I've forgotten about it already but for me for ages and I kept thinking about it oh my god he has seen me like this and I it just didn't sit right with me at all I'm the same and I was worrying about this so much and worrying about what state I was in but they love us. I know. And we worry because we want to look nice and you know, be perfect. Like, that is the problem. Just giving birth wants to still look amazing. Yeah. It's just not reality, yeah. is it? And we're just lucky that they're there to support us, really. Exactly that. But it was a shock. <laughs> and the big black knickers do still come out every now and then. Oh, yeah. I've, I've actually not get, got rid of mine. <laughs> no. I'm not going to lie to you. Sometimes when I'm, like, having a real lazy day, I'm really comfy. I get out of the bath, I think, do you know what? <laughs> waste not want not I yeah. like those knickers <laughs> no it's the same when it's time of the month they might come yes. on and Rue's like it was fine then but are we having these stay yeah. forever yeah. these like, are here to stay yeah. they're part they're of the memory babe. <laughs> yeah. you've also spoken about that sort of the fear you get when you leave the house without him how are you doing now fine <laughs> <laughs> me too <laughs> um, it's been we've had a long summer holidays <laughs> Um, I love my children, but it's been eight or nine weeks we've had off this year. Isn't it year. bad that we have to put that out as, oh, no, as just, a disclaimer, first yeah, of all? We like, do just love so them. you know, we love them. But guess what? We're so pleased to not have them attached to us right no, now. I got on the train today because it was quicker to get into London and there was no pram, there was no looking. And I just felt like me, like I could just relax. Yeah. And and what do you do? I've got two arms. <laughs> like, wow. Just, I just sat there in silence thinking... Wow, I'm here. I'm on my own. Like I haven't felt this in weeks. This is cool. <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel fine. Like I love the kids so much. Mm-hmm. I love spending my time with them. But I enjoy having time on my own and being independent. Yeah, I have to have that. Otherwise, I don't feel like I'm a good parent. And chat, chat that isn't 
always based around them or yeah, like, for them or about them. <laughs> has he pooed today? Has he had milk? What's yeah. he eating for dinner? Yeah. It's nice to just be away from them. And I think you come back and you are a better parent for it. 100%. I, th- I honestly believe that is so important. I think it's important for you as a couple. I think to just, you know... And even if you have been out and you've got in really late and you're like, we definitely can't do this anymore and you wake up and everyone's got a sore head, just to have that moment for yourself, I really believe is so, so important. So important. But that dread, that baby dread, when you've been out and you've had a drink... And you count the you hours down. you come home and you think, oh no. Yeah. Right, if I go to bed in the next 10 minutes and I should have six hours sleep, am I going to be okay? What time's he waking up? It's horrible, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? And I don't know about you, but I have that thing. If I've ever drunk alcohol... I'm like such a light sleeper. So when I, and, and I'm then awake before the baby, like almost super paranoid. <laughs> I'm going to have missed something. I am exactly the same. And I used to be a big drinker. Like I could love a drink mm-hmm. only on the weekends. It's yeah. not every day, guys. Just let me clarify that. <laughs> but I could have three drinks and the panic sets in and yeah. I just get, end up going on to the water. Because, yeah, because you don't enjoy the fourth. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a bore. I'm an absolute bore. We've changed. We've changed. <laughs> These kids, what have they done to us? I know that exercise has always been a huge part. Oh my goodness me, I, I was watching you over lockdown. I was. I, I always look at your fitness videos and it's it's so inspiring. I remember at one point looking and like, oh, she's been to the gym. Do you know what? I've got no excuse. I'm going to go. <laughs> like Sometimes you don't even realise putting something on your story like that, you kind of really do inspire other people to actually get on out there and do it. Has that, has that kept up after baby or has that become a lot more tricky? I can see your, your face already. <laughs> At the beginning, it was very tricky. In fact, I didn't even want to go to the gym. I was no. enjoying that. And after a C-section as well. Yeah. You... I was scared. Yeah. Like, I'm just a bit scared and being really gentle and sleepless nights. I was tired. I was just wasn't putting too much pressure mm-hmm. on myself. But now he's crawling and walking. He's in his little walker. I've been going, you know, back to like maybe three or four times a week because mm-hmm. I enjoy it. I, yeah. It makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm myself. It's a release. Um, I love working out, so yeah. but he's in there with me in the walker. It's not quite the same. <laughs> it's not the same. I'm like shaking maracas. I've got a video. I haven't put it on Instagram yet. In between doing, and I just it's just a madness. Yeah, it but is. I love working out for the fact that it just clears my mind. Yeah, and and you know, going back to before having that time for yourself, and I suppose that time where if you're doing a really hard workout and it's something that you have to really concentrate on you can't think of anything else in that minute so having that complete switch off and I suppose you know the endorphins and how good that all makes you feel afterwards it is important mentally we say it a lot but I think it really taught us that over lockdown particularly didn't it massively to be honest I've always worked out from when I was a child my mum used to take me to the gym before school I'd get a free lift but I would have to get the train and she'd go if you come gym I'll take ah. you to school. So I think, oh, result, I don't yes. have to get I don't yeah. have to get the train. Yeah, absolutely. Um and I just found that I loved it. I've always suffered with quite bad anxiety. So it just clears my mind. Yeah. Yeah. And although you do dread it sometimes, you never feel worse after a workout. No, ever. You only feel better. But it's the before it's getting yourself there. Once you're there and you do it, you always feel good. Yeah. Do you know what's what's interesting you say that about going to the gym from a young age? I was actually Um, I did this with Joe Wicks not so long ago and he was saying the real importance of, you know, teaching our children that health is wealth and, you know, exercising is so, so important. Is that something that you share with the children? Yeah, you know, we've come from... Rio was an athlete. Yeah. (laughs) I like to think I'm an athlete, but I can't (laughs) quite keep up. Um, And the children, they're really into their 
football and horse riding. We like to walk. Mm-hmm. We enjoy doing all of that together, really. Yeah. It brings us together as a family. We found that, especially in lockdown. Yes. We're going on the long walks, like everyone every day. And we actually loved yeah. it that in the summer holidays, we started doing our forest walks again. And it's just... Nice to be out all together. It definitely gave us that, didn't it, lockdown? Because it was the thing that we all then look forward to just to get out of the house. And something that we actually didn't do before. Like it might be planning a big day out that we felt that was really important. But actually, all just getting outside, going for a walk. The kids love it. They love But you don't realise because you always want to go over the top doing this yeah. grand activity. You should go into Legoland or you, yeah. should have been, you, know, you should have been at Orton Towers today because that's the right thing to do on <laughs> summer holidays. But actually... Kids are a lot more simple than we think, you know. It's the simple things in mm-hmm. life. And I think we take all that for granted. Like yeah. when we're like running around, but, you know, yeah, it's the small, simple things that kids love. What do you think is the biggest thing you've learned about yourself since becoming a parent? I was never tired <laughs> when I thought I was tired. <laughs> yes. Oh, I Throw back that. 10 years ago when I thought I was knackered all the time. No, no, no. <laughs> no, now you'd give anything to be that tired I am really again. tired right now. No. Um, I don't know. I've learned so much. Like, I think the kids always come first. Yeah. Whatever happens, the kids come first. Just, I feel a lot happier yeah. um, with the kids and what love is, really. It's a different yeah. type of love, isn't it? It, it does. It throws everything, out, everything yeah. else out of the window, doesn't it? It's unbelievable, really. What do you think is the thing that you're still figuring out? Everything. Like, I think, <laughs> do you know what it is? With different ages I think when you think you've got it sorted like you've just got them under control then they change or they start crawling or the big life throws another problem at you and you think whoa I had this under control it's all there's a sleep regression or something changes so I feel like you're just constantly learning on the job at whatever age even the big kids there's something new happening and you'll just have to keep readjusting yeah it's just yeah it's just becoming adaptable yeah and just thinking there's going to be something else our mum's still worried about us yeah oh god that's the truth and then my mum said that to me the other day I was like what no what do you mean surely you don't and I said surely this stops at some (laughs) point like I've got my own now doesn't it cut off then she's like no I worry that you might work too hard or that you're going to burn out because I see you trying to do too much I'm like goodness mate okay it worries forever it lives on yeah I just think we're gonna we're we're gonna adjust forever and there's always gonna be something new so we're never gonna have it spot on yeah and when you think you've got it 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 doesn't last very long Right, so what we're going to do now is something that we like to call My Little Questions. And um, these actually come from Alaya, my daughter. (laughs) So I tell her who I'm talking to today and then she thinks of what she wants to ask you. So I'm going to play these to you now. Okay, I want to know, how do you cope with all of the football in your house? (laughs) That is a very good question, (laughs) darling. You know, my house is a football crazy and before I... Met Rio. Mm. I live with my mum on, on our own. Right. There's we didn't even have the Sky Sports channels because you have to pay a bit extra for yes, them. Yes, that was that, yeah. was that was my mum too. So we didn't have that package. I've just had to learn about football. I, I try and get involved. I know some of the players and I throw it in there every now and then. But me and Tia are like, please, can we turn please, it off? Is that please? enough now? I know. We, we Well, we have it in our house. And at the minute, Marvin is not He's not part of the majority because we're like, oh, Marv, please, go in the other room. You're out. He's so up. he's waiting for Blake. He's hoping. I'm like, he might not like football, babe. He's like, he will. <laughs> he will. We're very outnumbered, me and Tia. Yes. So we, we've got no hope. <laughs> That's it. You've got to stick together. Yeah. Right. Here's her next question. I like it when mummy and daddy 
read me a book before I go to bed. What's your favourite book reading with Cree? By the way, she's just so sweet. So sweet. She, she was this morning. I did that this morning before she went to school. I don't know what she'll be like tonight when I get home. <laughs> we never know. He likes, he's only little Cree. He likes the book, what is it? Mr. Dog. It's called Mr. Dog or something like that. But he, well, you know, they've got the felt and you pull it up yes. and that Mr. Dog's under here. Yeah, the little, and, all the textures. And yeah. The, yeah. And at the end, there's a little mirror of him and he just laughs at himself. <laughs> but he started pulling off all the felt and putting his in his mouth. So half of the books are no longer. Yeah, everything. <laughs> if we're, that's the, because we're at similar ages, aren't you? So yeah. Cree is nine months. Nine months and Blake is 11. And everything, if it's on the side, it's getting pulled out of my hand and straight in the mouth. Yeah, I mean, he choked for the first time the other day, and scary, that was that, really scary because yeah. I haven't experienced anything like that before. Yeah, yeah. Um, someone left a little bit of a sweet wrapper, mm-hmm. and he picked, found it on the floor, and put it in his mouth, and he was choking. It oh, was so it's horrible, so scary. I've had isn't to it? say to the kids at the minute, I'm like, please, because they're obsessed with Lego. My two girls, yeah. and I'm, you know, the bits are so tiny. I'm like, please, Blake is on the move now. We need to be really on our A game with leaving little bits on the floor. It's, it's hard just for the other biggest kids, though. Bit. Yeah, it is. Because they're still kids. They're still kids, yeah. yeah, exactly that. But I'm always like, girls, please. And and that, and you tread on Lego all the time, oh, don't you? I've got all this to come. Yes. <laughs> oh, welcome to it. I want to go into my little tips and I want to kind of base this... Um, today on the theme of the episode so which is essentially c-sections because I know it's something that we both have in common what would be your biggest tip on c-section recovery afterwards big large extra large black knickers (laughs) very important um and also rest like I really thought I was not being a good mum I was couldn't do enough with Cree and then when I couldn't change his nappy I was getting upset and everyone was going to go everyone was saying to me sorry you've got so long to deal with this with him but I, I wasn't listening yeah I should have taken the rest then because yes. now I'm wishing that there was yeah. a bit of help with yeah, those sleepless exactly nights that. I think big black knickers are really important mm-hmm. because you're sore and tender and, yeah, and you don't really want to put anything oh, too much yeah. on that area yeah and just take as much help as you can and rest because if you don't rest you could end up hurting yourself longer down the yeah. line yeah don't worry about your pride no oh it goes out the window it really it? does go out the window it's like do you know what guys I actually do need help yeah. forget what I've said bring in the village <laughs> <laughs> and this is something that I think a lot of parents struggle on um but what is the one tip that you'd give to parents on maintaining your identity and still feeling like yourself when you've got kids so hard but I do think although you love your kids you want to be with them constantly and experience everything with them you do every now and then just need like an afternoon off to just do something that you used to do before you had children just even if it's just rest or sit and watch Netflix with no interruptions or go out of your friends just take time for yourself Mm -hmm. because otherwise you do lose yourself in it all yeah yeah and before you're someone's mum you are I'm Cree's mum, but I'm Kate. Yes. And you've got to remember that you are Kate. Yes. Because otherwise you just get lost in it all. Absolutely. Just that. take time for yourself, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Little afternoons here and there. Yeah. And time with your partner, because before you know it, months and months have gone, there's been no date night, and 
it's yeah. just all um, yeah. history. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's so important to keep that up. It really, really is. And you almost have to, even if you have to almost schedule it in and be yeah. right, like, this day, no, that's our day, remember, we're out that night and don't let anything else, like, protect your time with one another because life does just get in the way, doesn't it? Yeah. And I think as parents, we're always first to give up our time yeah. for the kids. Yes. You always end up going, oh, don't worry about that because they've got this club and we want to do that. But sometimes you've just got to keep that date, yeah, like you said. it's important to keep hold of yourself, for sure. Thanks again to Kate, to my sponsor Boots and of course, as always, to you lovely lot for listening. I'll be back again next week with another wonderful guest so make sure you follow My Little Coco podcast wherever you get your podcasts to guarantee that you get the latest episodes as soon as they are available. Also, leave a comment to let me know your thoughts on the episode. For more helpful products and advice on all things baby, you can visit boots.com. And if you aren't already a member, you can sign up to Boots Parenting Club today and receive eight Boots Advantage card points for every one pound you spend on baby products, excluding infant's milk. And as well as all of that, there's amazing free gifts and tailored advice from pregnancy and beyond.